Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, a Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, we've talked data over the last several episodes of Fruitbox and had loads of likes and comments. Today, and for the next several episodes, I want to switch topics and to look at the issue of taste and flavour. Are taste and flavour the key to unlock higher sales of fresh fruits and vegetables? Is the issue always only ever about sweetness? Are there new ways to measure flavour? How can we ensure that we deliver consistent flavour? And how perhaps do tastes vary from one market to another? So to start this short series on taste and flavour, I've actually left my home office in central London to make the short journey east to Kent, uh, which is the county in the south-east corner of England, where fruit growing has been a tradition going back very many years. And who better to talk about flavour than one of the UK's largest growers of strawberries? I'm very pleased to be joined at her farm, in fact, by Marion Regan, the Managing Director of Hulo Farms. Marion, welcome to Fruitbox. It's a pleasure. Now, as I said, you're one of the leading growers of strawberries, in fact of raspberries and blackberries too here in the UK, and you supply many of the largest supermarkets uh, in this country from your farm uh, here where we are today, about an hour outside of London. Your great-grandfather, his picture is up there on the wall, started growing berries here more than 125 years ago. Tell us something about Hewlow Farms, if you would, Marian. Well, yes, Chris, well, welcome here. Um, we are based in the Garden of England, um, and we're growing uh, about four to 5,000 tonnes of strawberries. Uh, we grow 1,000 tonnes of cane fruit. Um, but we also farm quite a number of uh, acres in this middle part of Kent. So we balance our soft fruit fields with uh, some arable fields and also land devoted to uh, the manage for environmental management. So um, as we go out around the farm, you'll see a sort of patchwork of, of fields. Um, we are actually a family-owned business. Um, I'm joined in the business by my husband and also my daughter has recently rejoined us. Uh, and uh, she will be, she's the fifth generation. Um, the business has been going for many years, but um, we don't stand still. We're looking forward to uh, the exciting developments in the berry market. Now, 5,000 tonnes of strawberries, that's, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Well, it feels like a lot. Uh, we grow over a long season, of course, so we're producing berries from April through till the end of November. We also have um, glass houses to bookend the season. Um, we're looking at ways of extending the season even further. Mm -hmm. And you're supplying all the major retailers here? In, we in, supply in major country. retailers and also um, food service companies and major sporting events. And uh, we also have a sort of healthy... Uh, door sales business for our local community as well. Mm -hmm. Now happily, um, we've, we're very lucky in this country because we've seen a huge growth in sales of berries in Britain over the last, well I suppose over the last decade, perhaps a bit more. And I think they're right, it's right to say that they're now the largest single category of, uh, in, in the fruit sector by, by value, bigger than apples or bananas or citrus. 
Why do you think we've seen this growth? What's behind it? Well, I think berries are just a wonderful product. Um, they obviously tap into the zeitgeist of people who want healthy, convenient, mm-hmm. uh, highly snackable fruit. Um, and uh, I think that we've done a very good job of putting something better in front of the consumer every single year in terms of better eating varieties and, and fresher fruit. Um, we've done that very, very cost competitively uh, over the 20 years or more that I've been monitoring this. Um, you know, prices have been under a lot of pressure, but we've managed to keep our heads above water with rising costs simply through uh, innovating and growing better varieties and being more productive, uh, but never taking our eye off the ball of eating quality because that's really what makes people come back for more and that's underpinned the growth in the market. And, and anybody who comes uh, to Britain and walks into a supermarket will find you know, berries on the shelves there and lots of shelf space is devoted to, to berries. That's also very important in terms of growing the sales of berries, uh, isn't it? Well, they're also such a beautiful product, aren't they? And they, 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 they do... Uh, you know, done well, sell themselves. People want to pick up a beautiful punnet of, of strawberries or, or, or raspberries. They're highly attractive um, and fresh and you know, well displayed and large displays of berries will create that impulse purchase as much as, as um, uh, the person who's got it on their list as their must-have item that they buy every week. Um, but, but, but you know, uh, Marianne, I, I'm sure that the problem for me as a consumer is I can pick up that beautiful punnet of attractive-looking strawberries, and yet if they don't taste right, I, I don't tend to pick them up again. Yeah. So surely that whole issue about the taste of something and that can, that the, uh, the ability to deliver a consistent taste, that time after time after time that I go in and buy those berries, that they taste right... That's the key. It's the taste that's the key to, to, to repeat sales of berries. Do you, do you agree? Absolutely. Not just taste, the whole eating quality and the, and, and the experience of eating a berry. Um, many years ago, I did a, um, some research with a very well-known strawberry breeder on the east coast of the USA, uh, Jean Galletta. And he would take me into the strawberry selection field on the eastern shore of Maryland and he'll say, Marion, I can show you a, any name, any flavour you like, and I'll find you a selection that tastes of it. Pineapple, pure citrus, uh, true strawberry, apple, peach. You know, we can find all of these mm. fruit flavours in this field. Um, and, and, of course, what you really want is, is that quintessential, for me, quintessential English strawberry balanced flavour, not just sweet but all of those aromatics there as well. But it also can be quite uh, divisive. People can um, really love one variety and other people might not. So it's also quite personal. I'd like to come on to that uh, in a a second. Um, A a lot of um, often retailers will say that actually, uh, and, and marketers I guess more generally, that it's not, taste is one thing, that's fine, but hold on, you haven't, talked about the packaging, you haven't talked about the price. Those are two crucial factors as well, aren't they? Yes, well, of course, it's no good having the most wonderfully tasting uh, variety if it's not economic to grow. 
um, uh, and it doesn't arrive on the shelf um, looking its best. Um, and, or, or even worse, the, the person who's going to buy it can't see it. So uh, this, of course, um, creates all of these questions about how you actually present the fruit. Um, and, uh, but the price is obviously something that we're all very mindful of because, as I said, I think, I think berries are very competitively priced. Mm -hmm. for what they actually deliver. Um, but I really love the fact that for many people, it's an item they have to have every day or with their cereal or, you know, and I, I love the fact that berries are be really accessible to a lot of people now because they are competitively priced. Um, and and uh, the people I talk to in supermarkets, of course, they always tell me that price actually, you know, in their surveys, remains the, the key driver for shoppers. That's what the, the surveys tell them, and that's how they, they grow their sales um, of, of, of products. Um, but for you, who you're a top-quality grower of berries, and as you've said, flavour remains yeah. a hugely important part of what you do, um, because everybody enjoys eating berries that taste great, um, how can we make flavour much more, as it were, the, the part of the, that part of the equation for me as a shopper when I come into a store that I want to, I'm actually prepared to pay more for flavour. I, I want a berry that really tastes like something fantastic. Childhood. And I, I don't really care how much I have to pay for that. Yes. Is, that, is, that is that possible, do you think? Well, yes, and I, uh, and I think that those... Those sort of advances in, in varietal development have allowed us to find some fantastic varieties. But of course, they do have to be fresh. Um, you know, the, even the best variety, if it's, if it's not delivered to you in a really fantastic, fresh uh, condition, uh, won't, won't deliver that, that eating quality. Uh, there is a, a, a one issue, which is that there is generally an inverse relationship between fantastic flavour and yield. So a lot of these really great eating premium uh, varieties don't yield as heavily as the varieties that um, might not um, deliver the flavour bomb quite mm. as, as much as the premium ones. And that's just pure biology. You know, the plant yes. can only make so, so much um, and it has to divide it between lots of different fruits. Um, and... Uh, so I think that, um, yes, you do have to pay more for the, for the really fantastic eating varieties, but they are very much worth it. And, and do you see that there's a segment there that you can develop of that, of that kind of high-flavour eating variety that people would, will be prepared to pay more for? Yes, and I, and I think that it's also a question of um, uh, people recognising that and then looking for it and buying it again the next time they're in the, in the shop. Um, so obviously there are premium tiers now in all the major retailers and they are very particular as to which varieties go in to that top tier. And um, For us it's Driscoll Zara that we grow for the premium um, uh, market and that does deliver in terms of uh, sweetness and flavour and appearance. Um, and if, uh, uh, I have a particular issue which is that for many people they believe that big is best mm. but often it's not necessarily the biggest varieties which taste the sweetest um, and uh, but Zara can deliver on all fronts but it's not the highest yielding variety. Mm. 
Now, you, you mentioned this about, about the, the issue of size. And, and interestingly, you, you've just launched a, a, a line called Mini Berries. Yes. And, and Mini Berries, I always thought, were the ones that actually people would put in the, you know, the cheaper end of things. They were the bits that were discarded, were not really looked at. Mm. How are you, therefore, building a, 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 a business on the back of selling and branding Mini Berries? Tell us yes. more about well, Mini they, Berries. Th- this just emerged because I think trying to think about people were uh, using strawberries. Um, and uh, I think it has changed. You know, traditionally, people used to drench strawberries with cream and sugar mm. and, um, and eat them at tea time. Uh, but, you know, you asked why the market has grown. Well, it's because people are using berries in lots of different... Uh, in so many different ways. And, of course, one of the uh, most common ways now is to, to grab some berries and put them on your breakfast cereal. Um, and uh, that can be quite irksome if you're having to chop them up. Plus, if you're mixing them with raspberries or blackberries or blueberries, I always think strawberries look a bit like the poor relation. If they're the ones that have to be cut up and the others can just mm-hmm. sort of be um, grabbed as a, as a handful. Um, plus some time spent in France looking at the amazing patisserie use of, of um berries, the little tartlets and so on, and there's been a bit of a lockdown baking boom, um, led us to this idea that uh, there is really a demand for perfect little berries. They're not, you know, yes, they're, they're, uh, the specification is smaller, but the whole point is these are perfect little berries. You know, people respond to them by saying, oh, they're really cute, how dear, how sweet, you know, they are... Um, uh, so useful for all of those other um, eating occasions and you can use them to decorate um, uh, some of your baking creations, your cupcakes or whatever, or they actually are very snackable and they are very attractive to children. So um, for us, uh, we thought this was an opportunity to highlight that there is more than one way to eat a strawberry and that these perfect little berries might just fill a jolly useful eating occasion. Well what a nice uh, uh, tone on which to end. Thank you Marion, our 15 minutes are up and that's I'm afraid all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined from her farm here in Kent in the southeast of England by Marion Regan, Managing Director of Hulo Farms, one of the largest suppliers of berries here in the UK. Marion thank you so much for joining me here on Fruitbox today. That's a pleasure. Thank you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Marion and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. Of course, I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn, so do connect with me there too. Post any comments you have on what you hear and do reshare my post with your followers as well. Don't forget to, to let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Do stay, stay tuned. And, and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.